there's a reason Italian food is so well known. It's amazing. <laughs> like no one can deny that Italian food, sure, it may be mm-hmm. the most like overrated for some people or like most comp, but it is good food. Like you can't deny that. It is good food. <laughs> and there it's so much more about the ingredients and process versus just the final outcome. It was like how things are cooked and who's cooking them and what they're cooking with, what's local, what's, you know, so that was amazing to learn. Like, for example, being Indian and also in the U.S., hot sauce on everything, like chili flakes on everything, so much offense. Like, I learned that. (laughs) Italians cooking. I was like, putting red pepper flakes on my pizza. Why is that bad? (laughs) And it was like, just so offended. like that's taking away from the essence of the food and I was like okay okay so you would try to add like spice yeah, would... or like hot sauce to your food yeah, and then I mean, get... me, for me true Italian food is a little bland like because okay. I'm used to flavorful <laughs> right. flavorful cooking so I would yeah do, it was yeah I was I'm ashamed I'm ashamed <laughs> quite a bit for that Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Avani as the guest. Avani and I have known each other since high school, and um, interestingly enough, Avani, uh, due to some family circumstances, had to rush through her last two years of high school, and in a way, also rushed through her uh, her time in undergrad. Um, so by the time she had um, finished her bachelor's degree, she really was kind of tired of being grounded um, to where she was in a sense and really wanted to experience some somewhere new. So um, for grad school, she enrolled in a master's degree program in Italy studying international healthcare management. And um, so that's the bulk of what we talked about during our conversation. Um, so she spent a year there and so we talked about her time studying of course but you know also making friends uh traveling um and getting to know italy beyond the um you know somewhat limited tourist um impression of italy that she had gotten before uh and so yes we had a really really great discussion so great in fact that we kind of forgot to talk about how she went about applying to to her program in the first place um, so this is definitely an episode where you want to check out the the blog post that accompanies this episode. Um, in it, I write about Avani, but also include, um, in her words verbatim, what she had to submit in order to apply and be accepted to her program. So if getting a graduate degree in Italy or in another country in general is of interest to you, especially if that country is in Europe, then definitely check that out. Um, give it a read and hopefully you'll be able to get the information that you need Um, but with all that said um, sit back relax and enjoy my interview with my friend Avani Mehta so yeah thank you so much for uh, agreeing to be a guest on my podcast Um, thank you for having me yeah yeah this is really exciting um and it's so, like you said, it's so good to see you. I know we haven't seen each other in a really long time. <laughs> Great way to reconnect. I really, I, I hadn't even thought about even my experience in so long. And then high school with you, it just yeah. brought back everything. And I actually <laughs> love the feeling. I really welcomed it. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, and you're doing okay this morning? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's sunny and snowy, and that's yeah. okay in November. In March, <laughs> not so much, but... Yeah. November, it's okay. You're kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, preparing yourself for it, and then when it finally comes, it's like, oh, okay, I guess it's time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, well, so um, I guess we can get started with you introducing yourself, if you don't mind. Whatever you want people to know about you right off the bat. Um, cool. So, I... Um... Just really quick, my name is Avani, and I grew up in Michigan like Danielle. I know her from high school, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a grade above her, and I don't think we got really close, but it was always a friendly face, someone to talk to at lunch, someone to see in the hallway. So, um, I, again, fond memories, and that laugh is <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, but speaking of high school, it kind of leads into this whole study abroad thing. Um, I don't know if you remember... But I kind of had a weird high school graduation. I graduated in 11th grade. I did my 11th and 12th together. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, my we had a family emergency. My grandfather was very ill in India, and mm-hmm. it was at the point where my dad had to go. He had like We had to move there mm-hmm. to take care of him because it was so bad. And in 11th grade, who's going to do 12th grade in India? Like that That's mental mm-hmm. to one grade there. So we talked to the board. We talked to so many people in Avondale High School. Um, to get this going. I did a lot of coursework, kind of like gave up my <laughs> social life. Oh. But, and um, then because I was graduating so quickly, I went to Oakland University. Um, I didn't get to really go, you know, wherever my heart desired. It was, I had to be kind of local. I was 16 at the time. Yeah. So options were a little limited. So I did OU. Um, I did my undergrad in biology there. And then that led to my master's in Stabacone in Milan, Italy, which I think we'll get into. Um, and my master's was in international healthcare, economics, and policy. So very healthcare. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember that. I didn't even, maybe I knew at the time, but forgot. That's a long time. That's sister. wild. You had to do two grades at once. Yeah, it was, um, it was brutal. It definitely was. But it, it shaped, it led me to the greatest experiences in my life and kind of where I am now because... Since I did OU, I, I always had this itch and this inkling, like, I have to do something different. I can't go to college down the street. I want more. I want so much more. Yeah. And that's kind of what I planned. I mean, that's why you study so hard in high school, to get that dream university and that dream career. And I kind of feel felt shorted. Yeah. Not that OU is any way, you know, something that I would settle on. But it was for familiar. Me, and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that really pushed me to go like far out of my comfort zone and that's why I did I was like no we're not even doing the U.S. we're not even doing like California get away no I'm going overseas wow yes that's so cool and yeah I'm glad you were able to um you know because I totally understand that feeling of wanting to like branch out and I'm really glad that you were able to do that yeah Um, I was desperate to do that yeah Wait, so, okay, just so I'm clear. So you did 11th and 12th grade together, and then you went to India, and then you came back? You. My parents, at family, everyone went to India. Oh, and, and I you stayed was here. alone here in the U.S. Yeah, at 16, doing... You were all alone. <laughs> doing OU, and all my friends oh. were in high school, and everyone was, like, graduating, doing all that stuff. Yeah, it was it was a tough year in my life, but That's so I sweet. came out of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, must... I, was, uh, I held on to that for a while, but yeah. it's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. You studied <laughs> biology at OU and then you, what, um, what led you to this? Like, how did you even find out about this program in Italy? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
because and I'm going to keep referring to everything being kind of rushed in my life because Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I got time to think through as much as I wanted to I'm glad I pulled it out but I wish it was more thought out because I'm that kind of person who needs that you know yeah yeah so uh, (laughs) when that happened in high school it everything got shortlisted it wasn't that I got another year and a half to think about what majors do I want to apply to and what do I it was very Indian of hey you don't know what you want to do medicine is the way to go (laughs) So it was fun, and I was not into it. I got a whole degree in a subject that's difficult. Biology yeah. was easy. Like I really worked hard for something that I was so passionless about. Mm. Yeah, and so then it came time to graduate, and I did my undergrad in three years. Yeah. Came back to graduate, and again, I was on the short end of the stick of, crap, I did this all really fast and didn't give time to think about it. Right. And so then I was researching frantically again about study abroad options. There's a lot of great reasons to study abroad, especially for your master's. Mm-hmm. It's experience, faster. Um, so I knew I had those factors in my head and I was searching. And this program, Sabocconi, is the university in Milan. And it's the number one university in Italy. It's not that well known here, but wow. it was prestigious there. So yeah. we had this program. It was in the School of Business. So I could also kind of tie that to an MBA. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in healthcare, so it was like a specialized MBA. It was international. It was in Italy. So it was kind of like a ding, ding, ding in all. Yeah. And um, since it's Italy, Italy tends to have less tuition or cheaper tuitions than some other prestigious European universities as okay. well. That's it's good. good. Yeah. Wait, so you said you finished at OU in three years. Is yeah. Is that like, is that something it you was, wanted to do or? It, it was just alone and I. Oh, okay. It's like. Like, school was what I was here for. It was, like, I didn't have much, I didn't have many friends because it was a community, community university. Mm-hmm. Um, I still had the home I grew up in, so I didn't have to live on campus. It was a very isolated time in my life. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> at such a young age, yeah. So, so you were ready to move on to the next thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the next thing ended up being the best thing. Yeah, so, that's yeah. good. And um, um, you kind of faded out a little bit. You said that there were a lot of good reasons to do... Um, like your master's degree abroad. Could you yeah. like repeat what, what those reasons were again? Of course. Yeah, I actually had several. So one of them was that I went to a university. My undergrad was in a college that was down the street. Great mm-hmm. college, great university, but it was very local, and I wanted something so different. Yeah. And not California different, but really different. Yeah. Um, that was one. It is significantly cheaper to do your master's in um, other parts of the world, as I'm sure most people know, the mm-hmm. education system in the U.S. is very flawed yeah. and very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at master's program here, it's like $100,000 for a two-year program. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do my entire master's, again, at the number one university in Italy, like a respected university, for only 27,000 euros. So that price The is, whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 27, for a master's. Isn't that crazy? When I saw that, I was like, what are we doing here? What are we paying for? It blew blew my mind. And to this day, anyone who says, like, Stanford and Harvard and Yale, and I'm like, that's really great, but there are so many other avenues out there. And they'll get you to the same place. Because to be honest, the jobs I'm at now, I go to... I work with MBAs from those universities, and I didn't have to do that. I didn't have to... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's another option. Another thing is it's faster. Mm-hmm. Um, masters here are two-year programs for the most part, and there it was about a year, year and a half, including internships, including, like, everything. Yeah. So it, it did keep me, like, on that fast track that I was on. Okay. 
Um, international experience, that one's kind of a given. I get to work with, um, in a school of business internationally. So that brings in so much perspective that I thought would really be beneficial. Um, and again, that specialized MBA. Yeah. Italy was able to offer that. And it was a global, it was a, so it's a master's of international healthcare, economics and policy. So it was all international, mm. like, it wasn't U.S. specific healthcare or Europe's, like, you know, it was everything. So I really like that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's so good, Avani. Yeah. That's so <laughs> <It> good. <laughs> I know that there are people who do um, decide to go abroad, like, after they graduate high school. Yeah, um, I think we had we knew someone who I think she did her senior year in Europe and then she just stayed there and has been there yeah. all this time um, and like did her degrees and everything over there. So um, I don't hear too often about like master's degrees. Yeah. In and other I, countries. I would because look at all the reasons. Right. <laughs> and, especially, and I'm so glad that I was a little more mature in my life, too, because now I have like business contacts. I have mm-hmm. colleagues and professionals that I can always count on to, you know, if I ever needed to work in Europe for any reason, they're there versus friendships, which are great in their own. But yeah. also this was a master's program. So it was a little more professional as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And so when you were searching, were you like, were you trying to go to Italy or were you looking for certain programs that had to do with the subject you were interested in? I was looking for healthcare, like, um, management programs in Europe. Okay. So it was, there were a few options in France, a few in um, England, and then Italy. Yeah. And obviously but you went with Italy. No, it was, I, I did this one in 2012. Mm-hmm. So I was in 2012-2013, and Europe is still struggling, but definitely was struggling at that time with their economy. So um, my experiences and my process and everything were a little skewed by that. They had definitely less applicants because people couldn't afford to go. Yeah. Um you know, so it was, it was a lot of factors that played in. Because I I applied four months before term started. I was, like, the last oh, applicant. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they took me in, which I don't know if I would be able to do now. So wow. last, yeah. Wow. It was very rushed. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out for you, though. It worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so before this time, um, you had traveled before, right, internationally? Yeah, I am very... I I mean, I I can't deny it for a second how blessed I am to have the upbringing I do have. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandparents are lived in India still to this day. And so every year we'd go to visit them. I'd see them once a year. And of course, when you're there, you get to culturally explore the world. But then also once in a while, we take family vacations. And this started more toward the end of my um, high school. We do international trips. So we mm. first one we did was Italy, and we went as a family, very touristy. We did Rome <laughs> and gelato and, like, very – but I think when you talk to people who've been to Italy, there's a reason that people talk about Italy. There's a reason why it's so popular mm. because the architecture, food, culture, people, everything is just so mind-blowingly wonderful. Like, yeah. things like this exist. <laughs> it's a fairy tale. It's a, it really is. And so it, especially when you're, like, you know, a 16-year-old love-struck girl, like, mm-hmm. Italy is – you know, oh, wow, it's so romantic. I want to get married here. <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely had that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it just, um, it really connected with me in a very touristy level, but it was something that when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, Italy. Oh, yeah, Italy. And so mm-hmm. maybe later we'll win. Yeah, okay. So you weren't, um, so it wasn't like your first time going anywhere was going no. to. No, Which I, is fine, too. I admire people who are able to do that as well. But you had already had some practice visiting yeah. other places before you ended up I'm uh, very moving fortunate. to Italy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, um, also made it able for me to go for my master's, I feel like, because I had that kind of option in my head where mm-hmm. I think when you're, you don't have those, like you haven't seen that kind of world yet. Right. You think that you just, you know, study abroad through high school or university, like, you know, through college mm-hmm. versus, hey, I could actually do a life there. You know, yeah. if you've been there before, you kind of can almost see it a little bit clearer than someone who's never done that. Right, for sure. And that's, you know, allows you to feel a little more encouraged about it. Like, this is a possibility, exactly. you know. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's really so good. Very, definitely. Um, okay, so, but when you were preparing to move, I mean, when you got accepted, I'm sure you were excited and everything. Yeah. Were Terrible. there any, you, you were? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was. Um, it was all again very rushed, and my parents were thrilled. My mom had her major concerns, but nothing was figured out. Sure, I had this acceptance letter, but I mean, very clearly it said that the, the university does not help with accommodations, housing, tickets, oh. visas, and I had to do all that in four months. And especially yeah. things like visas, you have to go to like the consulate. You have to have interviews. Packages have to be like timed, like you know, um, overnight delivery, and things have to get. St- it was just very chaotic. Mm-hmm and unorganized and I wish the university would have done more I get that it's a master's program and we're like adults but it is still a new country and you could have helped more with the transition Mm -hmm. yeah do all that by yourself oh my goodness big and and housing I struggled with for months into my program even too it was that was probably the biggest challenge I had in my program is housing yeah and wasn't something that I could yeah it took me months and months and months to resolve so, so, I mean, so what did you do? Where did you stay? Like, when you first arrived, where were you living? When I got there, I was in a hotel um, for, like, seven, ten days. And I, obviously, when you're living in a hotel, every day you get that bill and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, $100. I need to find this place. I need to find this place. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one spoke English. Um, I tried calling from here, even, but it all sounded like scams and it was Italian people picking up. Mm-hmm. So no one was answering. Um, everyone had kind of had a head start since I did mine last minute. They kind of already gone to Europe or you know they were local or they visited from France and Germany and stuff to find housing or they were just (laughs) better than how I did it which was like I don't know what I'm doing I hope this works out (laughs) so I I didn't really have a lot of support Um, I didn't have any leads like the university didn't really help much Um, I feel like the online uh, you know resources you have now even then weren't as good as they are now Mm -hmm. yeah like what it's like to live in Italy back in 2012. Uh, but yeah, and but thankfully, I made the best, the very best of friends. And a lot of them, some of them were local Italians, and they were able to, you know, sit on the floor, phone with landlords and mm-hmm. help me fill out applications because those were all in Italian too. Oh, wow. Yes, like, oh, gosh, housing. It really, <laughs> uh, no, I have a lot of, uh, yeah, angst about that. Oh, but my gosh. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So about how long did it take for you to find, like, stable housing? Um, I probably got accepted in uh, maybe Ju- July, went there in September, term started in September, and then I didn't find housing till November, where wow. I was, like, doing a month, temporary, like, hey, can I just stay in your spare bedroom as, a, like, a house guest? Yeah, yeah, it was. And even then, I ended up rooming with someone in the program. I never got to independently find, like, a house, you know, with a landlord and realtor. It was not like mm-hmm. that at all. huge huge language barrier yeah wow okay well it's good you had friends that could help you you know yeah but and and it was it was slightly a burdensome because I couldn't like every time a faucet leaked or like I couldn't call my friend hey can you help me talk to the landlord like I um horrifyingly enough I slept with bed bugs for a year oh no 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. A year because my, I couldn't talk to my landlord and I didn't want to be that person who's like months later, Hey, I'm sleeping with bed bugs. Can you help me now? Like, what have you been doing so far? It just got so far into it. Yeah. I used to sleep with a hoodie and like the ties pulled where it was just my face. And cause I used to wake up with like, oh like my, God. my body, but I couldn't talk to my landlord. He was never around his number. Like when he picked up, he couldn't understand English. It was Housing was the the worst, but besides Wait, that, it was amazing. Did your friend have bed bugs too? <laughs> no, no, it was just me. It was just my bed, my mattress, <laughs> my dark, dingy room. <laughs> it was hor- It was horrible. It was it was horrible. Oh my god! But um, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Oh my gosh, Mommy, no. I'm so sorry. I don't even know what that's like, and I'm like so uncomfortable just thinking about it. Experience, I guess. I wouldn't have this story to share otherwise, I guess. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Oh I should have seen I was, yeah. It was just so far into it. I was like, I can't admit, like, three months into this that I sleep with bed bugs. Oh, so wow. let me just stick it out another five months instead. Oh no, Bonnie. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's okay. They didn't feel like I need to disclaim that. Oh my gosh. That must have been so uncomfortable. Yeah, but again, housing was just one. There were, yeah, right. Overall, right. it was just incredible that, yeah. It's just a funny thing now. Right. <laughs> you can laugh about it now. <laughs> do you feel like, um, do you feel like, um, like that's common for people who don't speak Italian to have those type of issues when finding housing or do you think if you had more time it wouldn't have been as difficult I think if I had more time I it would have been easier I would have joined Facebook groups or like connected with some of the people in my program who are Italian and say hey can you help me mm-hmm. um it definitely could have been smarter about that but also I know that a lot of people did struggle even who had acceptances you know six months out housing was just overall difficult and unless you have a lot of money to throw it's hard to find housing in an international place Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, yeah, I wasn't alone in that struggle I think and we I'm sorry which I'm not familiar with Italian geography but which city were you in Milan Milan. it's in yep okay in the north you said yeah, in the okay. north. So, and that actually changes things because in Italy, like in India, like in the U.S., north and south differs. Mm-hmm. You know, northern, you know, southern have their um, stereotypes. It's also the same in Italy. Because I went to Milan, it was a very industrial, um, finance-oriented, economic, like, it's the economic, like, powerhouse of Italy. Mm-hmm. So, very um, revolutionized, industrialized, forward-thinking, young um, people who are, you know, starting off in their careers versus other parts of Italy where you might think of like Sicily where it's laid back, relaxed, like, yeah. you know, it, it was actually like a full, um, yeah, it wasn't like the normal Italian implications. Right, it. right. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause like I said, I'm not familiar. I haven't been to Italy, at least not yet. So I don't really, I know some, I've heard of the major cities, right. But I don't really yeah. know that much other than like you know that image you have about vacations or what you exactly. see from movies or like what's what's that one movie called? It was like Diane Keaton and she was in Tuscany oh, under, I, under the Tuscan sun or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those were my impressions of Italy before I went to. And to be honest, I think those are pretty fair. It's a very romantic and fairy tale country. Right. For right. Sure. Okay. Good. Okay. So you found housing, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> And then how long was it? You said you moved in September, right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and did you start 
um, in your program right away when you moved, or did you have some I time had about in between? A you had a week had a... in between. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Um, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say like, how was it? I mean, I haven't been in grad school. I certainly have not been in grad school in a different country. <laughs> like, yeah. how how was it? I mean, was it? Uh, and also, you were studying like um, international healthcare. So I'm, I guess, was it insanely difficult for you? Did you have? It was amazing, actually. I feel like I learned more in that year okay. because of the international experience than actual content that I was learning. Okay. It was, like, and I say this um, because I use this quite frequently in behavioral interview questions where they ask about, you know, explain a time when. Mm-hmm. And so I reference this because even group work, when you have group work with so many international people, it's very challenging because people work at different paces, priorities are different, communication styles are different, and that's anywhere. But to add in that international factor and language barrier and cultural differences, it definitely made it more challenging, but also way more rewarding. Mm-hmm. Like presenting with a group of people from all over the world is so like it's thrilling. Mm-hmm. You're like I'm actually up here from with these people, and I have a like you know I have a voice. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, but the the story that I use often in the interview thing is in group projects. Um, when we'd have a group of international kids, it was usually the Europeans where they have this cultural mentality of let's put the group above self. So it was mm-hmm. always. Let me get my group work done first. Let me, even if I have a test where I, it's just me testing, mm-hmm. I'll put that to the side because group work comes first. We really want to get this right and straight. And then you talk to people from Asian cultures, which is also me because I have Indian parents, mm-hmm. where it's very much self first. Okay, I have this exam. I have to do this, 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 and this. All the things I have to do. Group work, it's not worth as much. It's less, you know, we can put that oh, off. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Theirs was always, well, we have this group project and we want to make sure everyone, it was very, yeah. So it was learning it, but it was very cool to work in that kind of environment and mm-hmm. get that aspect and, you know, creativity. Because now when I had a job um, at Chrysler, Fiat Chrysler, which is an Italian American company now, mm-hmm. it's such a beneficial thing, like to know that that comes first above self reports and self writing and self emails. Right this group dynamic was more important. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting. I'm so used to hearing the opposite about say like European or Western versus like Asian cultures about like how Westerners are more self-interested. Asian cultures are more like group oriented. So it's interesting to see in like in the academic experience that you had, it was like, you know, the European sense of things was the group goes for academics. I totally agree. Maybe not for society things, but academics, I really think that, yeah. Um, the Asian cultures are definitely more self, which that's what you're raised to be. Right, you're right. competitive and get the best grades and beat out all your peers and yeah. Wow. Okay. That was interesting, but yeah, like so things like that. Working with that was the best part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course it's Italy, so it's very well connected to the rest of Europe, and it made the weekends really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I moved there when I was 19, so I and again I had a very isolated undergrad experience, right. so. When I went there, I hadn't had so much drinking experience, and Italy is obviously, like, the mecca of wine, so it was, when, like, drinking from a fire hose, I mean, an actual, like, literally, like, that's what happened. It was, like, oh, everything, like, even our conferences, and they served wine, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, we're having a speaker. Wow. The spread for the morning is wine. (laughs) It was very, yeah, I I learned and experienced a lot, and it was definitely crucial time in my life where I got to you're able to develop in so many ways develop your wine palette develop you know your 
<laughs> your um your collaboration skills and all that stuff getting exposed to new things yeah um was your program in was it in english because there are so many international students involved? yeah okay exactly it, they do have a great um they have a lot of different programs that they do only in english and it's amazing because then the italians who are also there they their english improved so much and they were you know in a in um a international environment too so it was very beneficial even if you were local and spoke italian and if you were international it was yeah yeah okay and then um did you i mean did you try to learn italian while you were there did is that something you wanted to do at all i did, I did but because i was um a college kid still in my mind even though i was a master's it was still a college kid right pay for those kind of classes and stuff when I already had so many expenses it, it a lot of people did it but that's because they yeah they, yeah they did. so and it was only a year and while I got to learn things like how, you know directions and how to order I never thought that my time would be best spent in trying to learn like grammar and things like that mm-hmm. when I was in this country okay. when I just I would much rather explore that you know yeah so you got around just fine not knowing Italian all that well even though you you know might have some some incidents here or there, but overall it was okay. You it, overall it was okay. Um, it, because I was in a, it was in Milan. Right, because right. Of, but anytime I went to anywhere outside of big pockets um, of international people, it was just Italian. And then it got difficult. Mm-hmm. Like ordering at menus and directions, then it, it did get difficult where I had to just point. I'm also, at the time I was a vegetarian, so learning all the things that I shouldn't have and shouldn't, <laughs> like, you know, it was, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> It, it is difficult. Italy is definitely a place with um, challenges if you only speak English. Mm-hmm. But again, it's doable and it can become the best experience. Yeah. So. Okay. And were there um, were there other Americans in your program while you while you were there? There was one other American. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, everyone spoke English, and yeah. to actually have less of the people represented from where you're from, it actually made it cooler. You know, yeah. to have us be more diverse. So. <laughs> Yeah, that must have been so much fun. Um, it was honestly the best year of my life. Yeah. To this day, I still say that year that I spoke there was the Aww. best. Yeah, That's so good. That makes me feel yeah. so warm on the inside. You finally got to break out. And it ended yeah, up being, yeah. Like, even the with the bad vibes. Well, the house, yeah, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you feel like the friends that you made there, did they tend to be more so like fellow international students or like local Italian people? Definitely international. Okay. It was heavily European based as well right. a lot of European students um which is which is great because when I was there I got to go to all these homes and meet all these friends and hey let's go here and let's mm-hmm. go visit our place and my parents and so that made it really great but now it kind of sucks because they're so close to each other and I'm way over here so when they have reunions and meetups I'm yeah yeah it's me a little sad <laughs> yeah. did you I'm sure you did like travel a a lot while you were there yeah can you I, I, I traveled like a college kid though yeah like I, okay. train and I lived in um I, we did you know uh hostels and it wasn't luxurious European traveling no yeah. it was I mean that's expensive so yeah. I totally understand that's <laughs> so funny now I talk to people who are obviously better off now since I've been working for mm-hmm. and they go to Italy and stuff and they're like oh you live there did you stay here and go visit this hotel and this I'm like uh no <laughs> no like <laughs> my yeah so I'm I'm glad I had the experience I did yeah what were um like if you could think off the top of your head what were some of the favorite um places you traveled to either within Italy or outside of Italy while you were there yeah. 
Um, my best friend in that program was from Turin, which is like two hours away from there. And mm-hmm. so she, and she loved travel too. So anytime she could, she'd book a train somewhere in Italy because I wanted to really make sure I was checking off Italy, you know, not yeah. before I go into like all those other, like I need to check off Italy. <laughs> I, um, she would book tickets and like just the sweetheart and organize everything, all the hostels and everything. And we'd just go on the weekends and it would be, um, all these little towns. So it would be, you know, the place where Romeo and Juliet was mm-hmm. or the little place where Parmesan cheese was created. It was all these little towns and villages in Italy that aren't known here. Yeah. Like it's, Rome or Florence or Venice, but they have the most wonderful charm. And like, it was, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was my favorite part. I did a little international. Um, I did my, uh, a couple from the program got engaged and they were from France. So we got to do this lavish, like oh. party in France and they were well off. So. <laughs> 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 um, I did Sicily and Sicily, you have to, it, you know, it's the South of Italy. So mm-hmm. It was an actual, like, full week trip, and that was wonderful. And yeah. Not enough time. Not nearly enough time to do all that I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, it seems like you tried to make the most of it while you were there, which is yeah. like, just wonderful. Um, I haven't been back, though. It's been so long, and I haven't been back. So back. I have a lot left on that list. <laughs> yeah, because you said you left in 2013. So, yeah, it yeah. Has, it's been a, a little bit. Yeah. I couldn't even go back for my graduation. I was working at the time, and we... Um, the graduation was a little later in February after the program ended so everyone could finish their internships and get all their final reports and stuff in. Um, but yeah, I couldn't go. So I, I used to like Skype the whole thing. But I was like, that's definitely a downside. To wait, going- wait, wait. You, okay, so you finished the program and then you were working in Italy or had you already come back here? Yeah, so two things on that. One is that the program included a internship oh, and right, yeah. the internship could be in, you. the program split into three. So after the first semester, you had a choice between going into pharmaceuticals. So that would be like pharmaceutical consulting, sales. You could go into healthcare management, which is like hospitals and management roles, or you could do global health, which is like the World Health Organization and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So I chose pharmaceutical. Um, and the internship, that was another disappointing part actually of my program, is I feel like maybe because of the economy at that time or Maybe because Europeans were very um, low on jobs as is, so it was kind of like mandated you be a European citizen, Mm -hmm. but it was very hard for me to find a job there, Um, and even an internship in Europe. So uh, my internship was in Philly, um, which then brought me back to the U.S., and then I stayed ever since, and I kind of wish I had it because that kind of like ended my my experience, me coming back here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, there weren't many options at that time. Yeah. did you know uh, at the time when you went to Philly that that would be like like that was would be the t- end of your time in Italy? Had you I, wanted yeah. to go back? Or I did, did, but I knew I had to also find a job. Okay. Like I have a master's degree, I need to find a job. So that ended up being in the U.S. And that yeah, I've never been back since. And okay. uh, that was I, I wish at that time I would have pushed harder for a European job. I wish I would have like maybe even before the program had some discussions and said, hey, I really want to stay in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen. And it's okay, but yeah. I want to go back, obviously. Right, so. Right. Wait, yeah. so then how did you handle, like, I mean, were, was all the other, like, the academic part of your program finished and then it was just the internship? Like, did you still yeah. have paperwork you had to do with your school or? Yeah. Well, so it was um, a year of, like, coursework and then you yeah. had the internship, which would last three to six months, I think. Okay. And then a, like, a report would be 
like a final thesis paper would come out of that, like what you learned, what you, you know, how it tied into everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were the, that was that final stuff we're getting in. Right. Okay. Wow. But I miss it. I miss it a lot. (laughs) Man. So, I mean, like you still keep in touch with your friends from that time, right? It's been like six years and yeah. it's hard you don't see those people even once a year that would make it better. But six years is quite a gap. And to the, I follow all of them on social media and I comment and like and I'm obsessed <laughs> with them. I, really, I just wish I had that connection, which I know they have because they're in Europe and yeah. I see pictures of them meeting and going to each other's weddings. And I just can't. Europe's expensive, like to take yeah. a ticket there for every, you know, little thing. So uh, and also when you don't have a lot of vacation days and, right. you know go to the same place so yeah um do you yeah. do you feel like um is there a sense that maybe you didn't I don't know if this is like a weird question but is it is there a sense that it almost like like you kind of didn't have closure with it because you didn't get to go to so your graduation I didn't graduate and my graduation was a Skype meeting like it was like <laughs> years it was so it just I'm so glad it was like a one-sided camera, that Skype camera. Yeah. But it was just because I, I, yeah, I never had that closure. I never got, I mean, I said goodbye, obviously, mm-hmm. but I didn't have that, like, we did it. Like, we're graduate. You know that you have with your class? I right. never got And, um, like, envious when I see those pictures is an understatement. Like, I would, I would do so much and give so much to be there. I'm sorry, Bonnie. No, but at least I got that experience, and I'm so thankful every day for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, while you were in Italy, did your parents or your sister come to visit you? Or my you- mom and sister would have loved to. Um, I, it, it is expensive, so yeah. I don't. And I ended up coming back, and my dad worked at Whirlpool at the time, and they had a um, some sort of. He was um, he was in India at the time. Mm-hmm. He would, where they moved. Um, he was in India at the, at the time, and he was working in the Asia division, and they were collaborating with the European division. So he was going to Italy at the time, mm. which I don't know how it happened, but he visited <laughs> me twice, brought home food, all my stuff, took oh. back, and he never went again after that. And it was just so like I, you know, when like things just happen and mm-hmm. you know how, but they just happen. That was that. So my yeah. dad got to twice. I got to show him everything. I was just, so, I was a proud kid. Oh. I was just showing him my life there. And yeah, it was, I'm really glad that at least someone came to see me. That's so nice. That's so uh-huh. nice. Is your, wait, so is your family still in India now or have they moved, yeah. have they moved back? It was really after this program. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was done with my stuff that they came back. It was and my sister. Um, I have a little sister and she wanted to do her high school here. So okay. she did Avondale as well. And yeah, it was important gotcha. that they come back by then. Okay. So did she do middle school? Was she in middle school at the time when they yeah, moved to exactly. India? She did her middle school years in India. Okay. Which gotcha. it's a little easier when you're in middle school than when you're in high school. To, yeah. yeah. Not that it was easy for her, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In high school, yeah. it's like, you know. Uh... And 12th grade, like one year. Right. That would have been miserable. <laughs> like, and especially <laughs> India schooling, like no way could I keep up. I was barely keeping up with calculus in <laughs> Avondale High School, let alone Indian kids. And oh my God. <laughs> Away. <laughs> oh wow okay so yeah both you and your sister kind of you know you didn't have to <laughs> deal with that difficult high school transition yeah, of having no to do that in India and then decide what to do after that you know um, no one okay so all of you are back here now okay yeah interesting interesting yeah um so then with your mom and your sister how did you keep in touch with them while you were while you were away oh. 
I swear I'm probably the reason if my mom, knock on wood, ever gets brain cancer because I talk to her on a cell phone so much every day, every time I was going to class, coming back. From class. I just, I was so young. I missed her. I hadn't seen it, you know, like yeah. she was my best friend there. Like everything I did, I was just like FaceTime and snap, like everything yeah. that I would do. I was just so excited about and I had to share that with someone. Didn't have a boyfriend at the time. So it was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> She got to live that with me. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you know, I mean, obviously it's not the same because you were like, you know, miles and miles and hours away. But I I called my mom every day when I was in school. Oh. So I kind of understand. That's like the home. When you're in such a different, like, you know, that's like the home. Your mom is always going to be home. I right. really, for sure. Okay. So I wish you could have visited, but that was good enough for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> that really is sweet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my huh. gosh. Do you think, um, how would you, obviously, like, undergrad and grad school are, like, two very different things. But, you know, you did all, you had done all of your education in the U.S. until you had gone to Italy. Did mm-hmm. you notice any, like, major differences in terms of, like, other than the price, obviously, but, like, <laughs> education there versus uh, education here. Education. That's or a good like question. the way academics, like, the whole academic sphere, were there any major yeah. differences that you noticed? That's a good question. Um, I think it's still revered just like it is here, universities and, you know, master's degrees. It's, it's Education is just as revered there as it is here. Mm-hmm. But because of the economy, I felt like um, a lot of people are – kind of using that schooling time as a buffer because mm. there are jobs and there aren't, you know, so there were a lot of people who were there not quite clear on not why they were there, but just um, like they were using it as a doorway to something else. Right. So, yeah. And I think maybe they do that here, but I didn't think anything else was the economy was a big thing there, yeah. which you don't realize as much here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so you definitely think that like, well, I mean, you already kind of said so that that was like, like a really great decision that you made. For Absolutely. Yourself. If I could tell anyone, if you can somehow make it there, and, and I'm not saying like take out crazy loans, but find, um, you know, spon- sponsorships and mm-hmm. fellowships and scholarships, because my program gave six full seats. I wasn't one of those people mm-hmm. because they applied so late, but six full seats. And they were, they definitely preferred international students, people from um, even struggling countries, third world countries who would use this as an opportunity to bring um, healthcare to like learn about global healthcare and bring it back to their countries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there is a way, there always is a way. Um, I know it's, again, I'm very fortunate and I know some people might see that as like, oh, she can do it, but I can't, I have to work three jobs, but there is a way. Mm-hmm. I just like, you just have to find that way. Mm-hmm away and it will turn into the best thing that's ever happened to you yeah. to this day like it's been six years and that's the best year of my you know that kind of sounds sad but it's <laughs> it's like your girl really has nothing happened to you in six years <laughs> it was the best year of my life i made the best of friends and the best of memories and honestly um my my favorite memories aren't the trips that I took or like the things that I paid a ton of money for and got to experience there. It was the everyday stuff. It was 
going in early in the morning and printing out our lecture sheets and mm-hmm. printing it for your friend or having someone do it for you. Um, they're obsessed with coffee, like espresso. So <laughs> beforehand, you sit around and had an espresso. Break times, you had an espresso. It was such a um, like a gathering. But yeah, the, it was the everyday stuff. So that coffee, um, having it multiple times throughout the day with your friends every time you needed a break or picking an, one up for your friends. Um, they also have a culture of like, one person gets coffee for everyone, so you mm. take turns doing that. And it was just it was just little things like that. It was happy hour afterwards or, um, oh, best thing about Italy, they have a thing called aperitivo, which I learned about when I went there. But mm. it's kind of a happy hour appetizer hour, and you pay for your drink, which is like a six-euro wine, five-euro wine, and a whole spread of appetizers. Mm. Like that would actually be your meal if you're a cheap college kid like me. Um, <laughs> And you just pay for your drink ticket and you get all this. And we did that every day after work. No one wanted to go home and cook. And we just wanted to hang out. And we do that several times a week. The weekends was just more hanging out and traveling together. And it was, yeah, it was the best, best group of people. And it was everyone. It was 30 of us, all different ages. People who had kids. And, you know, it was all different walks of life. And it was amazing to have a common thread like that. Yeah, that's so good. I'm glad you were able to... um find like you know make friends and find people that you could um you know spend time together in that way um because i know sometimes when people go on um these sorts of programs or you know when they're when they're pursuing something like academically in a different country depending on the group they're with you know they might not get as close to you know the people who are around them you know not to say that it's like all bad but you just might not make that connection you know and I, I think it was also, one, I was young. I feel like when you're older and have, you know, maybe not so much. But also because we were in this bubble of English-speaking international students in this country that didn't speak English and <laughs> no one knew really what to do, it yeah. became this, like, group that really relied on each other yeah. for not just schoolwork, but for life as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, to, you know, and even the local people, they loved it, too. They got to practice their English. They got to explore their own country as a tour which is so fun you know (laughs) to show people like hey this is actually Italy this is what you not the tourist stuff but this is Italy Mm -hmm. like the meals that they made or their moms like brought over when they visited on the weekend and they bring it into you know it was just yeah it really is a family and I know that's so cheesy but (laughs) it became a family because you had to because there was no one else you needed each other yeah yeah for sure. And, you know, um, just listening to you just now brought up something I forgot to ask about, but, like, food. People, <laughs> like, love Italian food. Even, like, the you know, the types of Italian food we have here. Like, food is, yeah. like, a big draw for people. Absolutely. A big thing that, like, um, that makes Italy appeal to people is, like, the food. Did you mm-hmm. have, like, favorite dishes or... Well, um, speaking of food, it, for sure, it's, yeah. it's a, you were talking about Italy being a tourist destination. There's a reason Italian food is so well known. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, no one can deny that Italian food, sure, it may be mm-hmm. the most, like, overrated for some people or, like, most comp, but it is good food. Like, you can't deny that. It is good food. <laughs> and there, it's so much more about the ingredients and process versus just the final outcome. It was like how things are cooked and who's cooking them and what they're cooking with, what's local, what's, you know, so that was amazing to learn. Like, for example, being Indian and also in the U.S., hot sauce on everything, like chili flakes on everything, so much offense. Like, I learned that. (laughs) Italians cooking. I was like, I'm putting red pepper flakes on my pizza. Why is that bad? (laughs) And it was like, 
just so offensive. Like uh, that's taking away from the essence <laughs> of the food. And I was like, okay, okay. So you would try to add like spice yeah, would, or like hot sauce to your food, yeah, and they I would mean, get. I mean, for me, true Italian food is a little bland. Like, because okay. I'm used to flavorful, <laughs> right. flavorful cooking. So I would, yeah, do, it was, yeah, I was, I was shamed. <laughs> I was shamed quite a bit for that. Um, oh also, at the time, I was a vegetarian, and now I'm a vegan, so I think it would be even crazier now. Yeah. But at the time being a vegetarian, everything has meat there. And they don't understand the concept of vegetarians. They didn't, like, at all. None of my friends even. Like, wow. they didn't just why aren't you eating meat? Like how, why? I don't under, and even after multiple, multiple times explaining to them, yes, they respected it. Yes. Because I'm, you know, they understood it, respected it, but it was never something they could connect with. Yeah. Um, that was hard. They were, they were supportive in like helping me pick stuff that wasn't, but it was, yeah, I, I was an outsider for that. Yeah. Definitely. So like, what did you do? Were there just like certain dishes you never ordered or like, did you have exactly. to ask for, um, what's the word? Can I have this, but without this, please? That type of thing. Because mm, no. I would require way too much Italian. Oh, okay. For me. <laughs> very much like. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I and I, I I knew, and I wish I remembered it now, but I knew like the terms no meat, no pork, no beef. So I'd say I just ramble that, even if like the place didn't have that stuff. That was like how I started my order. Like, please know this, 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 and so they kind of knew. Um, but again, thankfully, I I'm, I wasn't vegan at the time because to say no cheese. She's on everything, so at least I didn't have that struggle. <laughs> but um, oh fantastic food, like coffee yeah. that I've just never tasted coffee so good, and wine so delicious, and food so tasty. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of that had to do with just the environment, but also it's just like it's well known for a reason. Yeah, the reason you know about espressos and Italian wines and Italian food mm-hmm. and Italian grandmothers and home. You know, there's a reason, right? And it's so funny you were talking about um, no meat. I know it's not the same kind of thing, but when I went to when I went to France, I was how old was I? I think I was twenty one by that time. But I hadn't gotten into drinking at all. Like mm-hmm. you said, you weren't really into getting no really exposed to like alcohol in that way. So like <laughs> drinking is very much like a social thing in France. I'm sure in, it, in Italy, Absolutely. it's yeah. So like it's not place. Huh? Yes, it's exactly. Commonplace. It's just normal. Right. It's not like it's not necessarily that you're drinking it just to get drunk. It's like part yeah. of a nice dinner. Exactly. It's part of a nice gathering. You know, you just you have wine. And so I would be in these situations where people would offer me wine, I'd be like, Oh no, it's okay, I don't drink. And they'd be like um, I think you were like recovering alcoholic. Like that would be the right? only reason someone wouldn't drink. Like why else? I know. And then they would try to be like, "No, I promise, it's good. It's not very strong. It's okay. Like, are you sure? Like, just try a little bit, just a little bit." Like, won't they go for an answer? They they just like have to. Because I remember when I went there, I had no experience, and the first thing we did was like uh, go to some like club, like a, a discotheque, like a, a club there mm-hmm. for young people. And I didn't know how to order. I had two drink tickets that came with the cover and I didn't know how to order. And I sat and talked to the bartender for like 10 minutes. I was like, okay, I need something fruity and sweet and you mm-hmm. can't taste the alcohol, but don't just make it all. Sh-. Like I talked, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I put a mojito and it, uh, it wasn't good, <laughs> but it was very sugary. I think I overexpressed that I didn't want the alcohol taste. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. no, it was just like like the wine and like the meat thing for you. It was like a some of the responses I got was almost like like some person even said to me, you know, some people come to France like just to drink wine. <laughs> like the, the the implication was you're wasting your time here by not yeah. drinking. <laughs> 
you're, you're depriving yourself by not drinking. Like it's yeah. like I was the odd one because I didn't right. want to totally, totally. And I, I just imagine like what they must feel like coming here because it's such a thing. <laughs> like my sister, she just turned twenty one, and it became such a thing. Like twenty one, twenty one, twenty one. Yeah. And there, yeah. it's just like this is like it's like water. It's like you know having a piece <laughs> of bread with your meal. It is. <laughs> I'm telling they served it like at 10 a.m. freaking seminars that we had at our university. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's what I was telling you. I just imagine. (laughs) When I first saw that, I was like, there's no way. There's no way we're going to have a glass of wine at 10 a.m. at a work thing, like a school thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. (laughs) But it's funny because I feel like here you are introduced through beer, like, beer and hard liquors Mm -hmm. and there you're introduced through wine because it's so common and now and since then all I've ever done is wine like I I just don't do hard I never did beer I never did any of that so since it was my formative year yeah it really stuck and now I'm a total snob so (laughs) I hate to say (laughs) well I mean I mean you got it honest if that's where you were first exposed to like if that's the drinking culture that you were first exposed to when you started drinking then you know I feel like it couldn't not influence you, you know. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I just yeah, I can so relate to that. Where it's just like, no, I don't, I don't do this. Thank you. I'm not, like, you're not trying to be rude. Like, I just no, and you're just trying to be nice, right? And it's like this, like, like wall that you're hitting because you're trying to be nice, saying no, but they're just not accepting it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you end up drinking them when you were in France? I mean, I mm, when people offered, I would try to sip a little bit, not okay. to be rude, because I realized I wasn't gonna get any. I realized <laughs> it wasn't gonna get to the point where it was like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't drink, and they'd be like, oh, okay, like it was never gonna be like. No way. <laughs> and I didn't want to be rude. I was so, I was so, um, especially because I was in France. I was so. Um, um, I really didn't want to be like that, what, that, whatever that stereotypical, like, rude American is. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to offend anybody. Right. <laughs> so if someone offered, I would drink it. But I wouldn't, like, go out of my way to yeah. drink, you know. I think right. I think I graduated from thinking, like, all alcohol was putrid because the little alcohol I had tasted before just it was like, why would I ever do this willingly? <laughs> totally. And then by the time I left France, it was like, okay, it doesn't taste like acid. Like, it's it's drinkable. <laughs> okay, I kind of get but, it. <laughs> but we were talking about here, it's so much more hard liquor yeah. and beer focused. And there, it's definitely more wine and, like, the, the aromas and the layers of flavor that are in a drink. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that makes a difference. Where here, it's like, get drunk, shots, shots, shots. And <laughs> there, it's a little different. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely different yeah for sure yeah and i'm glad you were able to i feel like um like you said being a vegetarian you could kind of swing it better than being vegan or i mean because that was 2012 i feel like because veganism has become more well known and more understood in various places maybe you might have an easier time i feel like they're also like directory isn't that like what's it called is it purple cow or blue cow there's some sort of website where you can like yeah yeah was wait which one is it Happy cow. Happy cow. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where you can uh, look for yeah, vegan yeah. restaurants wherever you are, like in the world. Um, so it I might be that, easier now. What was yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. I wish that existed then for yeah. sure <laughs> because I do think it's definitely more mainstream and becoming more accepted. Um, I'm not sure Europe-wise because I, again, I'm there. 
definitely more heavily um, cultured around meat dishes than even here. So I don't know so much about there, but yeah. Yeah. But you did what you could at the time. What? You did what you could at the time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I did not get sucked into the smoking culture. That was huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, huge in Italy. Like, um, when I talk, when you think of, like, uh, coffee break, it would automatically go hand in hand with a smoke break. Mm -hmm. Like, it used to be here 25 years ago, maybe. Um, So that's, and that's still what they do now, because smoking is a culture. You still see, like, 14-year-old girls waiting to get into school, and they're smoking outside. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's such a young age. It's very culturally integrated. Um, In 2012, my classmates did seem very well aware of the downsides of smoking. Like, it's more advertised, more well-known. They even tried to cut back. It was a process. Mm -hmm. And they said, like, Italy's changing as we speak. So I'm sure now it's different. But that was a big thing. Like, every party, every club we went into, a cigarette would get passed around. Or we're waiting, and a cigarette, like, who wants a cigarette? And very, all the time it was, why don't you take one? Just try one. It was very much like high school, like those dare to say no to drugs. <laughs> take one. Why don't you take Like, here's what's it. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. So, I... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maybe it's strange, but... <laughs> smoking was a, was a big thing yeah. as well. Um, so, I know you said, like, you know, you... You had a year, so it wasn't like a ton of time. Like it was, it was more time than you would if, say, you were like a tourist to really get to know Italy. But it wasn't as much time to maybe yeah. do everything that you wanted to do. Is was there <laughs> anything that sticks out to you as something you really wanted to do while you were in Italy that you didn't get to? Like, um, if, like, is there something where, like, I can't wait to go back so I can do this? Is there any of that type of thing for you? Um, I wonder, I definitely want to live more like a local because when I lived there, I, again, we were in this bubble of English speakers in Italy and I never got to be fully immersed because I was always with a friend, always with someone who could help me, which is great. I needed it. But now if I was to go back, I would want to live like a local. I would want to go bargain for my groceries on Sunday morning, the town, you know, I would want to do more of that. And I didn't because it was such a, it was a program I was in versus a localite living there. Mm-hmm. So I'd like it. I like if I did it I, now. I do it that way. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. More of that local experience. Yeah. Um, has, has it just been like time or money or trying to like establish your, your like adult life? Like, has there been? Um, I mean, like, I guess what am I trying to say? Is there like a, a major reason why you haven't gone back, or has it just been like life has been happening, and so that's why you haven't been able to? Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure, it's it's life, but mostly because it's since you're just starting out in the workplace, you have ten days vacation, and again, like, do I go to India to visit my grandparents? Do I go to Italy? Do I go somewhere new I haven't been? Do I go on another family vacation or vacation with my boyfriend? It's just with that ten days, I yeah, and uh, a lot of these things that happen, it's for a weekend or let's do you know and I, I can't just go to your yeah you're up for a weekend to join <laughs> everyone it's sad I wish I could but yeah yeah okay uh, but that's that's one of the reasons why that when that hard stop kind of happened when I came here I, I wish I could have continued that I wish I would have gotten a job in Italy and or Europe and been able to keep that going mm. okay especially I feel like you could also go to Europe like 50 times and still not get to see everything there's just so oh, much in this yeah, little yeah. geographical like you know part of the world that yeah there's a lot left <laughs> well i do hope you're able to go um to go back 
you know yeah. um i kind of feel the same way i haven't been back to france in a long time i haven't been back to japan was the other place i went to in a long time so it's like okay now i'm thinking about okay how can i make this happen that i can right. go back well now talking about it that's what I, i'm like how <laughs> I let it sit for so long because now i i, I need to I, it's been way too long so yeah. i'm glad you're able to jog all this for me mm-hmm. oh well my pleasure my pleasure <laughs> uh, we had the good bad and the ugly <laughs> we had it all <laughs> oh my goodness so I, um like, it real I, I do like that I like that yeah. you're talking about all the good things and the bad because I feel like whenever anyone talks about international travel abroad mm-hmm. it's this happy like oh my gosh I had this amazing vacation that was all organized and planned and I got to see these things and you know it, it's it's not like that there is definitely yeah. a struggle definitely I mean I try to keep it nuanced because you know I mean sure travel is something that people like to think about or read about or talk about because you know people want to experience new things sometimes people want to escape the you know wherever they're at or you know the the life situation they're in so I totally understand that um but at the same time I just feel like everyone has um their own experience Mm -hmm. and I just um I like I it's just I know especially from my own experience it's not all like it's great but it's not all just like rainbows and Absolutely. roses you know so Absolutely. um but it's so, room for growth like right. going through those hardships is what makes you grow because again that housing thing I'm an expert at housing now like anywhere <laughs> in the world I need to go I can do it I know I can do it because I did it so yeah. it's those things that make you grow mm-hmm. yeah even if you don't you know if you're not able to think about think about it that way at the time like oh why am I dealing with this this is so hard so difficult Uh, but then later on like you said it can become you know something that's really helpful later on in the future for sure Um, other than Italy is there anywhere else that you think you would really like to go to Um, Amsterdam Amsterdam is so high on my list and one of the biggest reasons for that is the open mindedness that I've heard about the place, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. things for like veganism and environmental causes and just how progressive they are with education and pol- like I, I would love to experience that mm-hmm. immersively and yeah, actually like yeah. stay there for a month or, you know, yeah, that's my okay. next, okay. next, but again, Europe, I feel like I keep going back to, I've been several multiple times in my life, fortunately, mm-hmm. but it's still, I can't say like, Oh, I've done Europe. Like, no way. No way. There's just so much. There's so much. Yeah. So, Anywhere yeah. outside of Europe that really appeals to you that you'd like to go? Um, I really want to do Antarctica. I want to do the full oh, expedition. Yeah. And, yeah, I again, it's that whole environmental thing. I It would just be so great to see the last few bits that are, like, true, untouched from man, like, parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's my next. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I mean, you've already spoken very, very highly about your experience in Italy. Um, what, wait, hold up. Did I ask you? Yeah, you mentioned the whole, like, financial thing about, you know, finding ways to make it work. Um, yeah. Was there, um, do you remember, was there anything specific that you did that helped you? Um, Mine was, again, very, my the 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 money that I had set aside for my master's degree this what this was less than that. Oh, so, okay, so you yeah, and I, again, it was very rushed. It wasn't. I didn't get to apply to the scholarships and things like that. Okay, so it was everything out of pocket, full price, unfortunately. But 
um, at that time, it's just what it, what, what it was. But again, they, there are full tuition, like full rides. Right. So if you're already paying rent in a place like Chicago or something, pay that rent in Europe. Yeah. When everything else is covered, you know, there are, and again, they do prefer people who are from, um, you know, from less of a financially well-off place Mm. to help them um, join the university as well. So there are avenues, there are ways to do it. You just have to look for them or talk to people or, you know, and that's exactly what you're doing with this podcast, just helping people. Well, at least what I feel like, just helping people (laughs) realize that this could also be for them. Yeah. Or that's what I feel like. Yeah. It is. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That it's possible. Yeah. From And whoever you are, because even our backgrounds aren't the same. And even though we went to the same high school, mm-hmm. but we both had that experience. Right. And so um, it, it is possible. Definitely. Yeah. Love that you're spreading that message. Oh, thank you. About me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's I'm very passionate about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but I'm glad that you get it. You know, that's the that's the whole point. That's what I'm trying to do, at least. Yeah. And, well, and actually, you said um, your 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 podcasts are focused on people of color, and that's also super important because um, it kind of feels like, oh no, I it's not for me. It's mm-hmm. a very like rich white people like that's what you do. No, it's yeah. not. No, but that's what you said. Like, right, right, right. It's possible for everyone, mm-hmm. everyone to do it. Definitely. So. I wholeheartedly agree. That's the whole reason yeah. why I'm doing this thing. So I'm really glad you, that you, I had a you see time. where I'm coming from. <laughs> I love, I love it. I love, I love that you're kind of using all the things that you are, which young, gifted, abroad, and person of color. You're using all those things in one. So I love that. Okay. <laughs> I never what thought about that aspect part? of it. Huh? What's the gifted part, by the way? Oh, well, okay, so, um, well, first of all, I wasn't trying to, like, <laughs> I wasn't, just, like, thinking of myself when I was no, thinking of a little no. younger tin in the front. I don't no. want it to sound, like, narcissistic, I promise. Well, I just connected your name to that, and I was like, that makes sense no. to me. <laughs> Thank you. No, that's very <laughs> kind of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do. I appreciate that very much. Um, no, there's, um, do you know, um, what's it called? I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name of this play. A Raisin in the Sun. Have you ever heard of A Raisin in the Sun? It was this play written by Lorraine Hansberry. And she was, like, um, she died really young. But she was, like, very, very, um, she was, like, a groundbreaking person in terms of, like, black writers, especially black uh, people being in theater. She wrote a play uh, called "Young To Be Young, Gifted, and Black. And then after she died that play and a whole bunch of other works were put out as part of like a biography also called Young, Gifted, and Black. There's a song by Nina Simone, who was her friend, um, who that's also called Young, Gifted, and Black. So basically it's like I, I drew from like Dwayne Hansberry and that whole idea of being like young and being a person of color and having things to offer, but maybe not being sure what to do with it or where to go or not feeling like what you have to offer is is being appreciated. So I just took, you know, Young, Gifted, and Black and put Young, Gifted, and Abroad. Because, like, Study Abroad, I knew was, like, important in my life, you know. Yeah. So that's huge. kind of... Huh? Yeah, definitely. Huge in anyone who's done it, yeah. I think. So, um, and I, I love that you're kind of carrying on that legacy. Like, of someone you respected and admired, mm-hmm. you're kind of carrying that on. And I, that's cool. Yeah. That's really... Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm really... <laughs> I'm really glad that you get it. I feel like you really understand where I'm coming from. And that feels really nice. 
It's and it's so <laughs> special in today's day and age to feel that. It's so hard to feel that. Feel like you're worth anything. Yeah. And, and so when you go internet and I'm tying back this back to international, me being an Indian and an American, mm-hmm. having parents in India and here, like it I brought so much to the table that I never even realized until people who weren't used to that being there every day, mm-hmm. they heard and they were, and that's how it is anywhere. Like those Italians, sure. If you're another Italian in Italy, it's okay. Yeah. But when you're an Italian in a group of diverse people, your experiences matter who yeah. you are really shines through even more. Yeah. And so you say like these people who, you know, struggle with this, this in their life, which I am one of them as well. Um, traveling abroad it can change that it can mm-hmm. help that yeah yeah for sure so i mean i hope i wasn't rambling too much on answering no, your question but that's it. basically that's, where it comes from that's so cool yeah that's cool. So i love the message you're spreading thank you thank you um okay so if we can just shift back to you for a second Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no it's okay no this is good this is good um but uh what was i because i asked you oh okay so i meant to ask you this and then i got sidetracked with the like the financial question but like do you um is there any like um advice you think you would give or any personal uh major takeaway that you had that you'd like to impart to anyone who wants to study in Italy like you did or just wants to travel more um anything Um, that you think you'd, you'd like to offer to someone for sure what we talked about a few times already is that there is a way there is definitely a way and I know maybe I'm not the best example of that because you know I I'm very fortunate but there absolutely is a way if finance is your your the reason you're held back then it shouldn't be mm-hmm. absolutely um another thing is like for example housing that was my hardest um challenge there there's so many groups and resources available now anywhere you go even if it's just for vacation there's so many like Facebook groups and meetups and ways mm-hmm. to like build a community wherever you go and so that's definitely another piece of advice I would give um, and then my last thing is when you go, go to like live that life. Don't be so attached to your life here because I, I kind of struggled with that. I had, um, I was just stuck on life here. I, I wanted to come back home. I was getting homesick. It was very different. Yeah. But then for the end of that, I was like, I, why did I even go home? Even those 20 days that I went during, you know, Christmas, <laughs> that was a waste. I should have stayed here. Be, so live in that moment, like be there fully, mm-hmm. uh, and not, home or like where you're you came from experience yeah entirely where you are so that's good yeah that's really good advice thank you Avani (laughs) Um, so thank you oh yeah no it's my pleasure my pleasure um final question by the way I kind of ended that I'm sorry do you have more questions well I just had one last question um is there a way for people to find you or keep up with you online if you would like them to do so yeah. Um, so it's Avani Meta XO and that's on Instagram and then Facebook is just Avani Meta. Okay. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, and then I'm, yeah, I'm so excited to share this once you put it all together, but Tuesday, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. It's Tuesday. So yeah, I'm excited to put this out too. This is a really great conversation. I'm yeah. glad we got to catch up. Uh, yeah. I know you both lived like a lot of life since we last saw each other oh, in yeah. high school. <laughs> oh, I know. But that's the thing when when you graduate high school or even when in undergrad because I feel like you kind of develop similar friendships with people as you would in high school when you're an undergrad and then you graduate and people go so many different ways and you know trying to 
uh, hold on to people or maintain contact with people can be really hard. So um, I'm glad that we've been able to <laughs> stay yeah, connected. And, and you know? it's the best reason to connect. I love that this is the way that we reconnected. Oh. So, <laughs> so thank you. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. It was my pleasure. Um, thank you again for being a guest on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as I did. <laughs> I had the best time. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I guess I'll let you go. You can enjoy the rest of your snowy Friday. <laughs> I know. I know. Wait, but Danielle, is like, the podcast over? Huh? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I didn't have any other questions unless there oh, was good. something else okay, you wanted to share. Oh, oh, okay. Second, well, how are you? Okay, okay, wait, let me just, let me stop recording, okay? Okay, yeah, that's what I wanted you and to do. We'll <laughs> All right, so I'm going to stop recording. Bye. Okay. All right, y'all, there it is. Thanks to Avani for being such a wonderful guest, and I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you like what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, or if you yourself would like to be a guest on the show, then feel free to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com so for next week once again the guest is uh, going to be a surprise Um, so to keep it real with um, (laughs) y'all basically uh, I what I've been doing is report or interviewing people well enough in advance that I can say with absolute certainty you know who's up next Um, but this month uh, is kind of on a a week-to-week basis and I don't want to (laughs) tell y'all to expect this person or that person um and not come through so um yes I will say the next person hopefully will not be um a friend of mine from school but a relative of mine um and that's about all I can say for now because that interview has not been recorded yet but um look forward to that next week Um, but until then Thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving and talk to you next time.